Hello, welcome to the season premiere of season five of Conversations of the Heart. As always, it is me, your boy T. Till. We have a very, very special guest in the building today. Uh, we have Nicole Gaskins here. Um, she is an entrepreneur, born and raised in Colorado, you know, exposed to entrepreneurship at a very young, young age, right? And learned a lot about discipline, work ethic, and independence, right? Um, at the age of eight. We're going to talk about that too, um, you know, and then, you know, her journey really brought her to Texas, you know, where, you know, she's been a model, right? You know, uh, event planning business, teacher, um, worked in sales, corporate, right? Like you, she's been all over the place, right? In terms of her career, lots of, lots of good experience. Um, but her passion has always really been to really encourage, you know, uh, others to live a purpose excuse me, a purposeful filled life um, and live life passionately. You know, her, her current business venture is Lush Vegan, right? Uh, Fresco. Um, and this year, big year for you. You're, you're, you're into the author game um, and she will be releasing her first book entitled Created to Overcome. Um, so without further ado, um, I just want to say thank you, Nicole, Welcome to Conversations of the Heart with T-Tell. I really appreciate you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. That is a great introduction. I'm going to have to take you everywhere I go. Introduce <laughs> me when I walk in the room. <laughs> Only for the best. Only for the best. So, you know, so for the people who don't know who you are, you know, my audience, kind of, I, I know I did an introduction for you, but kind of just tell people a little bit about yourself. Um you know, and, and, you know, about your current business venture um, and why you got started. Um, well, like you mentioned, I'm from Colorado. So I moved to Texas about 17 or so years ago, 16 years. So almost half of my life I've been here in Texas. So both are considered home to me. Um, raised really from my father and his wife, so my stepmother, primarily raised me for the majority of my childhood. And my dad was like entrepreneur from jump. He was, I don't know, um, older. So you know, older black man, very high on the motto of don't work for the man type of mentality. Mm -hmm. So that stuff was introduced to us very early. Um, and he would sell tickets. He would just find different ways to make money, but also include us into making money as well. Mm. So from the age of eight, when he was at a game, selling tickets we was out there selling peanuts and water for games and concerts and we were on our own independently collecting the cash doing the transaction and then we would keep that money so mm. from early age we had bank accounts we knew the value of money and how to spend the money responsibly um mm. yep went to college in colorado got an undergraduate i thought my plan was to be a business consultant so i did the whole internship um, in the works and I really planned to do that and move to New York and you know be a single woman and do things of the movie that was my plan yeah I'm about to see my career and do all the things uh, <laughs> and then that changed as soon as I graduated did not fold like that so I ended up here in Texas and things in Texas were not planned like the modeling the teaching the different experiences were not planned but I don't think I would have experienced it had I stayed comfortable in Colorado and not ventured out. I love that. 
Um, and it sounds like your dad, you know, dad is an amazing man, taught you how to, you know, spend money wisely, um, save money too, right? Um, and how to handle money, entrepreneurship and things like that. He really instilled some incredible things inside of you. So shout out to to, to dad. Um, so let's talk about Lush Vegan Frisco, right? Um, what is that? And 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 why? Did you get started? I mean, I know what it is. We talked about it, but I want I, I, the listeners to know this about this incredible business venture um, that you're doing right now. Yeah. Um, so Lush Vegan is a fine dining experience. Um, the focus is fresh ingredients, high quality and elevated presentation. Um, it started because 2020 during the summer, spring, where we were kind of at home and stuck. Um, I was already vegan and I didn't have any options for me to go and explore and, and eat, right? Because everyone's eating out, bringing it home. I didn't have that available. So my initial thought was, dang, I wish someone would have like a smoothie shop with vegan options, non-dairy options, because there's other people who can't consume dairy. Um, I thought it was a great idea, but I didn't, I was like, someone should. I wasn't going to say me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no background in food and in, and food and beverage. Um, and so I sat on that until 2022. So two full years, it stayed a thought. Uh, and I do luckily have a friend that is very good at holding me accountable for things. And he said, what's up with the idea? Like, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. So he forced me to create the menu. He forced me to actually, you know, register the business and put some action behind everything. Um, so that's how it initially started. I was like, okay, I can, I'm comfortable doing some shakes and some smoothies and creating some recipes and elevating the presentation. I'm comfortable there. As I got into it, it kind of grew. Mm. Um, so it grew into the, the dinner experience and the end goal of being a restaurant and then a, a separate business where it's more quick serve and smoothies. So it's two mm. separate concepts that it's grown and manifest into. Um, so that's what we do. We provide, dinner experiences where people can purchase reservations and come and experience like a four or five course meal and they get to watch the chefs prepare the meal and they sit at this long chef table with everyone and they mingle and there's wine and there's art and there's music. It's just a whole experience that I try to embody in that little moment for the people to experience. Wow. Um, that's super amazing. And, and even so like, this could even be a good for like a date night, right? Like, Mm-hmm. The date night experience, you know, you and your lady, you and you, you and your fella, you know, you you want to book it, right? And I know a lot of uh, you know vegans myself, um, and I know they they would love this idea, um, and so I think this is a good good opportunity for people to kind of get out of their comfort zones and even try vegan food. You know, I've tried vegan food too, right. um, some of it good, some not so much. Um, you know, it just depends. So. Here's my thing. I like vegan food, certain vegan food, right? I have, I've had uh, slutty vegan um, mm-hmm. uh, in At- Atlanta. Amazing, right? Then I've had like these things where it's like, hey, try this vegan oxtail. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know about that, right? You know, like, I, you know, I, I like, you know, um, certain things about, you know, then they have, they make it things with chickpeas and this. And, and I'm like, I like that. I like that. I like certain things like when they mix it up, but it's like actual vegan. But when you tell me it's vegan oxtail 
Yeah, that, you can't, you can't that's where it. for me, I'm like, you, 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 you're selling me a dream. You absolutely mm-hmm. selling me on a dream that I, 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 I don't know about this. I grew up eating, you know, oxtails and certain things, and, and I'm like, how do you vegan that, right? So there's all kinds yeah. of extremes out there, but I do like a lot of ve- different types of, of vegan foods and cuisine that's very much so authentic. Um, and so, what made you go like? So, what made you go vegan? I know that sometimes could be sacrilegious in a black household, but like, but what <laughs> what made you go vegan ultimately? Um, well, I had gave up eating pork maybe twenty years ago. So initially, that was like once I got grown, and I was like, okay, I know that my mom and them will see me this, but I'm gonna do differently. So that was the initial thing I had cut out, and then red meat was cut out. Um, shortly after that so I was only doing like chicken and turkey and fish Mm. Um, and growing up I suffering from sickle cell disease um, Mm. as I became an adult I was getting more and more frequent hospitalizations due to having infection and inflammation in my body Mm. and these were like running a fever of 103 plus for 10 plus days Um, it was mass instant very quick weight loss um fatigue like it was you know things where your system's like shutting down and trying to fight at the same time Mm -hmm. so with multiple occurrences of that um i was like i have to i have to do something different um i saw this documentary called what the hell january Mm -hmm. uh 2020 and i was like oh that bad oh what i'm consuming can be affecting Mm -hmm. my body uh, and my body could responding to what's being consumed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, I, I made that decision the very next day and I went vegan. Just cold turkey. Cold turkey. Well, I mean, you are, you know, you already stopped eating pork. And you know what? In a lot of black households, especially, I know that a lot of stop eating pork, right? Um, but to go 100% vegan is almost just like, whoa, you're taking away red meat, steaks, and all that stuff. Wait a minute. You know what I mean? Um, but interesting though, um, it is said, you know, that our foods, the foods that we consume do affect a lot of the things that go on inflammation, congestion, mucus, things like that. Um, even if you don't see it, right. It's, it's going on within your body, like certain things in, in your blood, a lot of different things that, that goes on. And so, I know you mentioned, you know, you having, you know, sick, a sickle cell. Uh, at what age did, did you find out? Um, I, w- I was born with it. Born with I, it. Okay. I wasn't aware of it until um, maybe like eight or nine. Just eight or nine. going through, you know, reading doctor notes and seeing yep. what they're saying. Yeah, um, yeah. But it, it didn't affect me in my youth as well. So, hmm. Very interesting. Um, you know, I've unfortunately had some friend, couple of friends that have had sickle cell. Um, and I mean, it was very painful. Um, and they went through a lot of different hospitalizations and, you know, just, just different things. And I would go see them and they would just be in pain. Like in high school, like I was just like, man, like this is a ravaging disease. Um, and so, you know, I know you said that it didn't affect you when you were younger. Right. Um, but as you got older, I guess it's funny how that works. Like as you get older, it's like you start to feel certain things. It's like, you know, even even normal things, right? Like once you get older, it's mm-hmm. like, ow, like I just all, all I did was get out the bed, like, right? and I got this this tweak. Right. So 
I can imagine, yeah. right, having this disease as, as you get older starting to affect you in what, high school? Um, Probably right after high school, I would say college. Right after school. A few instances in college, but really like the full adult life wow. um, when I was here in Texas. Wow. And um, so once it started to affect you, because it's one thing to have something and not affect you, right? It's kind of like, okay, you know, I'm beating this thing like it's all good, right? Um. But then once it starts to affect you, like, how does that really affect your mental health? Like, like, how did you deal with that on a different level based off that you've had this thing for a long time, but it's never really affected you? How did you adjust? Um, I was thinking about that when we last spoke. Um, and I think because my childhood was so traumatic in itself um, that it, it kind of minimized the reality of having to live with sickle cell disease. Mm. So as I was an adult, and now that sickle cell is starting to give me issues, there's that weight of that trauma that I carried as a childhood and my young adult life um, that just is outweighing mm-hmm. this disease that I'm battling and fighting with. So when I'm going to counseling is to address that weight of the trauma, right? And, mm. and, uh, and just the disease just kind of folds in because it's like, oh, this is so much heavier. And so... Um, immediately impactful to my life and my relationships. And I ignored the impact that the sickle cell disease was having as well. Um, so I think now I'm, I'm exploring that impact of having sickle cell and living with it um, and opening up and talking about it with my counselors, uh, with friends, because I just haven't, like very few people know that I live with this because I don't just post it anywhere. Um, right, right. Just because it's the trauma just overshadowed kind of the reality of what I live with. Mm. And that and, and that's interesting that like trauma can overcome well that you know, that type of a disease just being a, just how painful that it could be and, and you know, the hospitalizations and that you know, so when it comes to just you, you mentioned trauma and you know, therapy, counseling, things like that. So when you talk about the trauma that you've endured, um how have you been able to kind of navigate your mental health with the trauma that you've endured? Um, I know that you're seeking you know, that you're in counseling right now, and I'm an advocate for that 110%. Um, I think, you know, which more people will get therapy, um, you know, so um, I know the benefits of what therapy can do for you. Um, but um, how have you been able to like, what are some of your best, I think, practices to kind of navigate your like, like navigating your trauma working through your trauma and things like that? Um, For me, I think the biggest one is not taking the responsibility of what happened, right? And kind of shifting my perspective of um, it didn't really happen to me and I'm not responsible for why, (laughs) Mm. but it did happen for me. And I am Mm. responsible for how I respond. Mm. Um, so I think that's been the biggest takeaway and that helps in, in daily life. Like if I can take such a heavy thing and apply that perspective, then I can take, if I get a flat tire on my way to work and I'm running late or the kids misbehaving, like mm-hmm. those things become very minimal when you learn how to really, um, take what's occurring to you and know that you're only responsible for how you respond to it. Mm. And that's pretty powerful because I think uh, when it comes to 
trauma, depending on what it is. But, you know, I think a lot of times we focus on depending on what it is, right? What the other person or the other party involved has done, right? And we focus on that a lot, right? Um, they did this and they did that or or whatever that is to you. And that could be absolutely true and valid. But there's, sometimes there's just accountability piece um, that's just like, hey, okay. So it, the accountability is, well, one, did I participate in certain things? And, and if not, right, it's my responsibility about how I do respond, right? One is... Mm-hmm you know, what was my role in it, right? And if I didn't have a role in it, okay. But it's my role and it's my responsibility to see, hey, I can respond differently. I can choose how I can yeah. respond to this particular situation, right? And that's the accountability piece um, that, you're, that you're speaking of. And the one thing I do know about us, you know, you know, Black people, we're very resilient people, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes that resilience comes at a cost because yep. a lot of times we don't take care of our mental health, right? So we're resilient, but we're using other vices to mask kind of what yeah. we're really feeling, right? So we'll make it through, but you know, it could be drugs, it could be alcohol, it could be yeah. anything, right? It could be work. People use mm-hmm. work to mask things that's going on. Heck, people use church, right? Um, you yeah. know, to mask what they're really feeling, right? Um, so the one thing that I do like about this generation and, you know, people like yourself um, that I'm so proud of is you're taking it a step further, right? People are going to church and they're going to therapy, right? They're, they're trying to weed out um, all of the things, right, that's going on in their life, the traumas. And, it, and they're trying to break those traumas down. They're trying to break those walls down like yourself and navigate those waters. Um, and I, I can say I'm pretty proud of this generation that we're taking that step, or at least a lot of us are, are taking that that step to unpack Right. And to kind of muddy those waters a little bit and kind of get in because it's not easy therapy. Mm-hmm. When people think you just, oh, it's, you know, let's go there and talk to somebody. No, no, no. If you do it right, it's going to make you uncomfortable. Yep. <laughs> therapy, people think it's just like, you just going to go ahead. Oh, I just had like a talking session and it's cool. No, if it's just a talking session, y'all, you, you ain't doing it right. You know, it's <laughs> right. There's it's work worse. involved, it and it's uncomfortable. It's gonna make you think about mm-hmm. things. Di- it's gonna make you think about things differently. Well, whoever is that therapist is gonna it's gonna challenge you to do different things that you're not gonna want to do. See yourself. Mm-hmm. I always say that therapy to me removes the mask of who you think you are and shows you who you really are, and then that's where the work begins, right? Yeah. Um, and that and that's across the board, men and women, you know. Um, so one, super proud of you, one that you are, man, you're doing such an amazing job on, you know, the inner work on yourself and also just the entrepreneurial um endeavors that you're a part of and that you're building and that you're actually seeing your vision come through come true. Um, you know, two years for a thought, and now here we are, right? It's a yeah. full-blown business. Um, and it's an incredible uh, business venture. Um, and I, and I encourage everybody, um, it's in Texas, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
if you love vegan food, you want to try vegan food, please, please, please hit Nicole up because um, that's what life is about. Experiences. And that's what she's creating with her business is an experience for you um, and for your party and for whoever it is that 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 you want to bring along. Def definitely. Please check her out. Everything is going to be uploaded in the inside the show um all all the links to her to how you could book her social media all those things um so i want to talk to you about entrepreneurship for a second um you were taught this at a very young age you know you you were it, it was instilled in you and um but some people you know like myself even for me right i would say i was Excuse me. I was brought up in a way that it was great, you know. Um, but sometimes your parents can only teach you what they know, right? And mine was, yeah. "Hey, listen, you, you get a job, you go to school, you come out, you get a job, you work, right?" That's mm -hmm. and that and that's most of us, right? Um, right. So finding out about entrepreneurship for entrepreneurship for me sounded so far-fetched growing up i thought you had to have like millions of dollars to own anything right like it, it sounded it was just so far-fetched if somebody owned something i was like that's definitely not for us right <laughs> right <Yes>. um <laughs> but there's so much out there now right so for you who who's kind of ahead of the game um in thinking right and and things like that so what advice would, would you give someone who's grown up, you know, like who's young and who has certain aspirations, but that wants to get started, but really doesn't really know how? Um, my first advice would be to try um, and be consistent in your try. Release the results because um, all you can do is keep showing up. And in your showing up, something could happen. But it's when you stop showing up that you take away that opportunity from ever occurring. Mm. Um, dig deep into learning. Like, I didn't just create a, a little tent and sell some shakes. Like, I learned. I got my food handlers. I got my food master, well, food management certificate. Like, I put mm. in the work. You have to mm. put in the work um, to teach yourself what you do not know and talk to other people to find out what it is you're trying to learn um because a lot of us get intimidated um we don't know how to do it so i'm not going to do it it's like try go figure it out and then try then apply what you're learning um to obtain what you want because you're the only person that can get it and get it done for you is yourself like no one's going to come out here and hand you a business that's fully efficient and running and profitable you got to put in the work to get there. So that consistency and trying, showing up and learning and just putting forth that effort. Mm. And that was a word from the book in the cold. That was chapter one, <laughs> verse one through three. I'm trying to tell you that, that, and that is so important. Everything you said is just so, so important. Teaching yourself, putting in the work, right? It wasn't just something that, you know, even though this was an idea for you, nah, but there was some steps that you had to take put it into fruition, right? And so mm -hmm. it wasn't just a fly-by-night thing that you didn't think about. You had, you strategized, you learned, you got educated, you got certified, right? Yep. You know, there could be businesses out there that you need certifications on. Get out there and do it, right? Um, seek mentorship. Yeah. Um, 
YouTube University is a big one, right? Mm -hmm. And seek mentorship. Um, I think, um, you know, whoever somebody might be watching this and, and might say, hey, I want to reach out to Nicole for some advice, right? Sometimes it, all it takes is, is just a message, a DM. Like you, we have access to people more than ever before, mm -hmm. right? And shoot your shot. That doesn't just mean in a sense of dating. That means in business, right. shoot your shot. You know, if you see somebody oh, doing yeah. good in the field that you that want to be in, shoot a message. Hey, I'm looking for mentorship. Can I just set up a, can I, can I get 15 minutes of your time? You don't even have to take up no hour, 15 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Somebody, if somebody's willing to do that, and it may not work every single time, you know, but you got to try. Right. You know, um, and that's what and that's what you're saying, you know, and I think um, it's it's no wonder why, you know, like you've been successful in, you know, in multiple ventures that you've done. And, you know, you've done quite a few ventures um, and you've tried things uh, and dare to try. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely salute to you. And now you're entering um, a field of authorship um you know uh i think you know um i will be shortly uh as well but when it comes to you right um first book created to overcome so i'm not gonna ask you to give us the whole thing obviously but kind of give us a little bit of like what is this about right I, overcoming right so what is it going to be about? Um, and, and, you know, as far as the premise and when are you launching this book? Um, so I wrote, started writing the book in 2020. Um, cause I felt the biggest way for me to break generational curses is through action. It's not through mm. just saying it and putting it on a t-shirt. It's through telling my story so that my son does not have to endure what I've been endured. Mm. If it goes unspoken, then he will endure what I had to endure. Mm. And we can't be like, oh, we, I, like, I can't not speak about it, try to place him in this bubble and protect him. I never spoke about it, never addressed it, never acknowledged it, never shined a light on it, never held some people accountable. That very thing, those very things he will have to go through. Mm. And I just felt it my obligation and my duty to break the generational curses. Like it's going, it's going to stop right here with me. <laughs> however uncomfortable that feels, mm. however um, it makes other people look, however people may perceive me, I was going to do so. So I wrote the book and it really sheds a light on the trauma that I mentioned, but also in a, in a fashion where if we could all acknowledge our trauma, the effects it's had on us and make that decision to change mm. how we show up, how we heal, um, how we care, how we love on ourselves and that, and that child within us, we can be better people. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of people miss that step. It says trauma after trauma, and then no one's talking about it, no one's trying to heal it, no one's trying to talk to that child within them. Mm. And then they become these bitter adults, right? And, and don't know how to express their emotions. Um, don't know how, are scared of going to counseling. Um, and it's affecting everyone around you. If you don't have kids, it's affecting your brother, your mom, or your, your coworker. It's affecting how you show up in the world. And so that's really what the book is about, taking that trauma, being aware that you are an overcomer, 
Like, mm. it's not, don't stay victim. You are an overcomer. You were created to overcome. Um, God's word didn't say he made a bunch of victims to take over the world and build his kingdom. He made mm. overcomers with the power of the same Holy Spirit that Jesus had when he was on this earth. Mm-hmm. That's really the point and the message of it is that we're all created to overcome regardless of our background, our, our circumstances, our environment. We need to flip that and use that for good and serve the world with our message as well as our life. Mm. I, I love that. And and when can the audience expect this incredible project? Um, by the end of this year, it will be an ebook and audiobook. So I'll be recording the audio pretty soon. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a one part of a three part collection. So I love this. I I love that. Uh, one, I'm looking forward to to getting it myself. Um, I always love to one support us, but then also I love um when a good project is put together like an audiobook or ebook or book and it's going to dive in to, to motivate to, to inspire I, I love to mm-hmm. hear stories um and so i'm i'm looking forward to that project and and man when you get ready to release i'll definitely invite you back on and and, and we gonna dive in um a lot deeper into this book um so so i know you mentioned faith in god so how has that impacted your life, right? Having faith and, um, you know, having faith, a relationship with God. Um, how has that impacted your life, you know, when it comes to your circumstances and um, trauma, circumstance, life? I, I mean, life be life. I mean, I mean, it it goes yeah. down, right? And so, mm-hmm. and for some people, it might not. And God bless them, right? But for a lot of people, a lot of us, life be life in, right? Um but how has your faith carried you through? Um, interesting enough, because of the trauma and the broken relationship with both of my parents, it made me lean into the faith aspect more. Mm. Um, really, really with the understanding that God is not like people. He's the only one that will not turn his back on me. Mm. Um, I realized that just from an, from an early age with having to go and experience certain things and having no one to talk to, no one to tell, or when it was told, no one listened. It was like, when I got introduced to faith, I was like, oh no, this, this man right here, <laughs> he, he, he built different. He built different. And I, I'm a firm believer um, of everything that's in the Bible and everything that's written. And I hold that as true. Um, I think that's helped me with moving to Texas without a job, right? That, that faith um, mm. helped me with starting a business without the, the education or the background that's faith. Um, and I just see that it works every time I, every time I do, he does. Mm. It does require that me do part. Right, we can't just be like, "Oh, I believe in the Lord," and you sitting at the house and you just praying and believing in the Lord. Mm. You got to put some work. Mm. <laughs> you got to do so he can do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a partnership. Um, that's the best word that I would consider it. It's not a negotiation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a partnership, um, and it does require sacrifice. But man, every time I've stepped out 
he's shown up um, mm. in ways that I'm like, I can't even take the credit for that. Like, that was, and it just occurs every time. So that's why I'm so comfortable with Wit. If he gives me something, the book to write. I'm just, All right, let me write it down. Like, I didn't, I get comfortable in those thoughts or ideas or gifts he gives me. Because um, I, I just fully, fully trust him. I love that. And um, so with that said, so what advice would you give? Because I've I read an article somewhere and it said like this, I think it was 2023 was like one of the biggest years that a lot of people in general left Christianity um, and left the church, left Christianity thing, thing, and things like that. Like what advice would you give to someone who is going through Right. They prayed, prayed, cried and prayed, prayed and cried. Right. Whatever the case is. And um, they're in a place of frustration. They feel like God has been silent. They feel like they feel lost. Right. Everybody's walk is different. Right. Somebody might hear this and go, man, then Nicole's lucky because God has has left me. Right. Like there, my prayers aren't being answered. There is no businesses. There are no books. No, nothing I'm doing is working. Right. And I say that because when I look at the world and what has gone on since 2023, thousands of people laid off their job. I mean, thousands. I mean, the job market is wild. Um, And these are people who have to provide for families, sick parents, sick kids. Whatever it is for them, right? And it's like, man, I've been praying for a job. I'm on month 11. I'm on month 15. Haven't gotten a job yet, right? And Nicole is on here saying, man, it works for her. And I'm on month 15. I got more month than money left, right? And these are real life things. And, and this is where I like to get into the crux of of honesty, right? Because sometimes people walk around, because I've seen, I've been in church for so many years. I can tell you, people walk around like as if real life doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, just trust God and God bless. And they, get, they, shoot, they shoot scripture at you. And it's like, mm-hmm. man, doesn't help me right now. I'm putting no money in my pocket right now, right? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you don't, you're not giving <laughs> me, all. like, you're not really giving me no advice. You're just shooting the scripture at me, right? Yeah. Because life be happening, right? So from your perspective, somebody's just going through and it's just like, man, Nicole says it's working for her. Man, it ain't working for me right now. Um, what, what encouraging words would you say to them um, to kind of, and there's nothing that you can say really to obviously turn their circumstance around, but just more so of an encouragement of why that they should keep pushing with their relationship with God. Um. That's a great question. Um, man, there's so many ways I can answer this. So personally, from experience, um, August 2023 to about December 15th, 2023, that was just recent. Just recently, I was in a full depression. Mm. I was in a full depression because 2023 didn't look how I thought it should look for my business, um, even with all my efforts and my attempts. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to downsize me and my son. We had to downsize and live, move in with someone. Stuff was not looking. So I thought it should be looking. That bank account was downsizing too, because running a business costs a lot of money. 
Okay, in 2023, what recession, food, groceries, everything's expensive. It was crazy. So I completely have lived in that same year as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into the depression because my focus was on what I lacked, what I didn't have, what's happening to me, and, and missing that gratitude of the opportunity I still have, mm. the chance I still have. Um, mm. I think what kept me is just knowing and truly, truly believing in my core and my soul that this circumstance was temporary. The right now that you are going through is fully temporary. It is just like the seasons. Them things change every three months. Your change might come on 15 months and a half, but it comes. Um, I don't know a person whose season has been the lifetime of their lifespan. Mm. It shifts. And there's always a shift. Um, but if you give up, you'll never see that. And you'll never never experience that. So I would say find what your hope is and keep that. Like keep that as your driving force to wake up every single day. Even if you have no money and there's a quarter tank in the car, keep that driving force to keep showing up. Um, trusting that he will shift your circumstances. Um, and then change your perspective on how you're thinking about it. Um, right now, currently, my current word is obedience over ambition. All of 2023, all of mm. 22, I was on this ambition hill, this ambition mountain. I would wake up and have this huge vision board of the house and the cars and the things and the things that do not go with us <laughs> to eternity. That was what, what was keeping me and waking me up and motivating me. So when something didn't line up, Oh, now I'm discouraged. Now I'm frustrated. Now I'm mad. Um, and now I'm not able to show up as the best person as I can. Mm. When I shift this mind frame to obedience over ambition, circumstances ain't changed. Bank account is still very low. <laughs> Business is still very slow. Mm-hmm. But when where, wherever he wants me to be at in this very moment, I'm there. I'm surrendering all those dreams and desires and laying out a seat. Lord, if you will do it, great. And if you don't, great. Because at the end of the day, I'm here for a purpose. I'm not here to get 13 houses. Those things are great if it's done. But I can't let that be my driving force. My driving force has to be, who do I need to encourage today? Who do I need to share my story with today? How can I serve? How can I show up for someone else so that they can be helped in their life? You mm. have to have that shift as well. That's and, and and that's a good word, you know, um, because I think a lot of us are are going through um Instagram shows you the highlight reels of everybody and but a lot of us are going through, right? And when you look at the look at um I think it was last year I was looking at think oh, I forgot the number but we're, we're in the trillions I think now in consumer debt not student loan debt consumer debt right but yet when, when you go online everybody's at the beach everybody's on the island yep. everybody's yep. living life right and it's like people tend to compare their life to what they see and so mm-hmm. you know I think it's important about what you said you know, um, seasons, seasons do change, right? They always do. 
right? Um, some seasons are longer than others. And and that's where I think the strain comes. It's like, yeah. you know, especially, and I'm going to get back to the women, but like men, right? Especially when it comes to money, finances, things like that. And that's why I encourage therapy because sometimes when men go through these seasons, it's a different thing. And it affects people in different ways. It takes men out, right? And so, like what you're saying, staying steadfast, staying, staying the course, um, especially when it comes to the M word, money, right? You know, a lot of people got laid off last year, and it's a lot of men who are providers over their household, have a wife, mm -hmm. have their kids. The pressure. What happens if the season lasts a lot longer than what you thought it was? And, uh, yeah. and people have incredible resumes but right now the way the market is it's like people waiting like a year mm -hmm. to get work and with the addition of AI and things like that it's making it harder for people to get back into the job market and then get fair wages because now it's an employer driven market so now as, as a man it's like hold on my wife, I got my kids that stuff takes a toll on you emotionally, mentally and for a lot of men, you know, it's hard to deal with. Um, so I love what you said, you know, and I just, you know, want to say that, you know, it's true. Stay in the game. Um, and I like the, the obedience part of it too, right? Um, and so this looks different for, every, for everybody. Women have different plights and men have different plights, but what you just said can apply to both and i'm happy that you gave that word because that could save a life because i don't think i mean people realize how how important mental health is it's a real thing you know um that people are going through and sometimes they're suffering in silence and what you just said can bring somebody out and to encourage them to have the faith to continue their walk with God, to continue their purpose in life and figure out what makes them happy. That's more of purpose. And it's easy to, and of course it's easier said than done, especially when you got a family to, pro to provide for, right? Yep. And things don't seem to be going right. But the one thing is that I agree with you on hundred percent is, is if you have a, a shot to get up in, in the morning, that means you have a shot to turn your life around. That means yeah. it's it's a shot to to build that business. It's it's a shot to to get that job. As long as you're healthy, man, mm -hmm. you got a shot. And you're living testimony of that. Like you're you're living that, right? Like every day. Everything, nothing is perfect. Nothing. Right? No. Business is up in the air. Finances is up in the air, but every day you wake up, you have an opportunity. You're one, you're one thing away, right? You're one opportunity right. away. I don't know if you know who, who who this is, but Shannon Sharp been doing this whole thing. That one interview in January hasn't been the same since. Right. Right. That one opportunity, just that one thing that you never thought was going to be a thing.
Right. I think he said he yeah. waited for that. And he said he waited for that interview for a year. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so you just never know where life is going to take you. Um, but if you keep going, you keep pushing, you keep believing. And honestly, you, you give yourself some grace because sometimes with us, we don't do that. Yeah. Um, and so I do appreciate the work that, that you're doing. And I appreciate the wisdom that you're that you're bestowing upon myself and my audience, um, because it's it's definitely ref it's refreshing. You know, there's a lot of things on social media. <sighs> Clickbait, you know, very sensationalized things that you'll see. Right. Um, that's yeah. negative. Right. Um, yeah. But you're a person of color. You're a woman of color who is doing amazing things. Um, and so I just want to say, you know, one, I'm proud of you. Um, and I'm proud of all that you've shared, shared with me that you've overcome, that you're continuously pushing through. Um, and you're also being an inspiration to other people, right? You're being an inspiration to other women, little girls that might see this, that's going to look up to you and say, I, that's, that, that's what I want to be. Right. And people that are actually going through real life things at this moment, um, they're looking to you and saying, this was a word. And so I really just want to just take some time out to say thank you for, you know, just sharing um, your light and just sharing a little bit of your story with us. Um, and I'm looking forward to getting that book. Um, so how can people book you? Um, the, the lush vegan experience. How can people book Nicole? I want people to call out you in Texas. I don't care what part of Texas. I know Texas is big. You got San Antonio. You got Houston. You got <laughs> Dallas. You got Austin. I don't care where you at. I want people to come out and support you. So how can people book your services or check it out? Um, well, we're in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, so that's huge in itself. Um, but you can hire us for like private dinners. We can come into your home and bring the experience there. Um, our social media on Instagram is Lush Vegan TX. Um, the website is lushveganfrisco.com. And there we always kind of have a calendar of the events that we're hosting, the dinners that we're doing, um, the pop-ups that we may do. Um, and you can contact and sign up to stay in contact with us through text or email. We'll always communicate with our customers what we have going on and coming up. Um, yeah. Awesome. Y'all need to travel because I, I need to get this experience over here. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing um, the expansion. I'm looking forward to seeing the the success of of this business because it is an absolute amazing business to have. Um, and there's purpose behind that too. You know, people can eat, mm -hmm. they can eat healthy and have an amazing five-star experience that's built for them. Right, and that could be private, it could be a group, whatever that is. Um, so I love this concept. I love what you're doing. I'm looking forward to the book that's coming out at the end by at least by the end of 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 this year. Um, and yeah. I'm looking forward to all the, reading all of the gems and hearing all of the gems that you're going to drop in this book. I know it's going to be amazing, and I encourage everyone to support, follow, like. Um, and when this book comes out, bye. I think that's that's the biggest thing is supporting our own, supporting our people, um, especially when they're doing positive things. I mean, we all can get caught up in the negative things that happen because it goes viral and we understand. But what Nicole has to say 
um, should be going viral. Her story should be going viral. Her business should be going viral. And it's up to us to make that happen. Um, so again, Nicole, thank you so much um, for showing up here on Conversations of the Heart and having this conversation with me. I appreciate you and I look forward to having you on the show again once that book drops. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate the platform. I appreciate your work that you're doing in the community, um, as well as just bringing other entrepreneurs, other people, other people with stories to tell um, here so they can so they can do so. That's, that's great. And I appreciate you. Don't don't you stop. <laughs> you keep showing up so that we can show up. <laughs> I tell you, just like you, last year, there was a point last year, I almost said, ah, season four is about to be finished. Um, that was that's gonna be my last season now. But um, you know, def- you know, definitely people go through things and and that's what the show is about, is to highlight people like yourself who's doing amazing things and who has an amazing story. Um, so I'm so I'm not gonna stop. Um, we're gonna keep this thing rolling. And I appreciate you. And that has been another edition of Conversations of the Heart. Again, this is your boy T. Till. I will see you next week. Peace.